Welcome to Mr. and Mrs. Therapy, the podcast that empowers you to transform life's challenges into opportunities for personal growth and healthier relationships. We're your hosts, Tim and Ruth Olson, licensed marriage and family therapists and trauma experts. As experienced therapists with backgrounds in addressing trauma and mental health disorders, we believe there is hope and there certainly is healing. We've spent our lives supporting people through the ups and downs, and we want to share these insights with you. Together, we'll unravel the layers of personal growth healing from trauma, and building healthy relationships. Each week, we'll bring you engaging conversations, expert insights, and practical strategies to help you heal from the past, foster healthy communication, and develop enduring love. This podcast is your guide to transforming adversity into triumph, healing wounds and past trauma, gaining wisdom and insight, and creating meaningful, fulfilling connections. So if you're here to heal, to better understand yourself or your relationships, you're in the right place. So sit back, get comfortable, bring your trauma and your drama, and let's start healing. Welcome Welcome to Mr. and Mrs. Therapy. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. We're excited to have you here with us today. What we're going to be discussing is a year in review, how we can sit down and reflect on the past year and how we can learn from our victories so that we can try to increase those throughout this next year, and then also learn from our defeats so that we can learn how to avoid those or learn how to deal with the fallout of defeats in a better way than we have in the past. Now, before we jump in, if you haven't already, we'd really appreciate it if you took some time to review us on Apple Podcast. All right, let's jump right in. So let's discuss the purpose of reflection. Why is it even important or helpful to look back on this past year? Maybe some of you guys are at a place where you're like, I want to totally forget this last year. And it was just a very difficult year for you. And you don't even really want to reflect. And maybe for some of you, it was a great year. And you're excited about remembering what's happened. But reflecting really helps us to kind of acknowledge what we've gone through. It helps us to process it and debrief it a little bit and areas that maybe we want to improve on. And it gives us a picture of where we've grown and maybe areas that we want to grow in next year and do better at. And also, as we look back, we can really appreciate what we've achieved. We can learn from the challenges that we faced. So it's not just about looking back just to look back. We're really about gathering wisdom as well so you can make decisions for the future. And I think as we look back, we can have a lot of gratitude for the really great times that we've had, as well as the hard times. And then that helps us make decisions for the future and set our intentions and our goals for the coming year. And I think, just like what you were saying, sometimes it's uncomfortable to look back at the past because maybe we've had a little bit of a rough go of it. But there are valuable nuggets that you can receive from looking at those difficult times. What maybe were some of your actions that might have brought about those difficult times Or what were some actions that you took during those difficult times that made it worse or were not helpful to you? So even looking back at those difficult times can be very helpful and valuable in trying to avoid running into the same problems that you ran into or in order to look at identifying new coping techniques that you can use in order to deal with those different situations better. But also in the positive times, when things are going well, sometimes we don't stop to think too much about why it went well. We just accept it went well and we're happy for it. But if we want to increase those good times, we got to stop and think, okay, what was happening here? What was going on differently that really made this go well? 
And sometimes it's hard to identify an answer, but you're definitely not going to find an answer if you don't stop and look for one. So as you look back at your year, you want to make sure that you're reviewing key areas of your life. You know, you're looking at your personal life. What are some areas that you've really grown in? What are some setbacks? What were some pivotal moments throughout the year? And then you can look at professional, your achievements, challenges there. How did you do with work-life balance? And then you can look at your relationships. How are your relationships within your family, your friends, significant others, your children, even out in the community? What relationships did you build? Maybe networking. And then you want to look at your health, your physical health, your spiritual health, your mental health, and take a look at each of those key areas, asking yourself, you know, very specific questions to help you really reflect and draw out lessons that you've learned and things that you did that you're excited about and you want to remember. So one of the things that I think is important too, especially if we're looking at the idea of reflecting over the entire past year, is that it can be very difficult to remember what has happened or what has occurred over the past year. So moving forward, it might not be a bad idea for you to take some time and just do a weekly journal where you sit down and you just journal what are your goals, how have things been going, good or not good, so that you could sit down and reflect over those over the past year and then really take some time to learn from it. Or at the end of each month even, just sitting down and looking at, okay, how have things been going, what's working well, what's not working well. Because a year is a really long time and so much stuff can happen. But if you take a little bit more initiative with it over this next year, it can make reflection much easier. And then it can make attaining your goals or solving problems much more effective. But if you haven't been doing that up until this point, stop and just take an inventory of the year as best as you can. And it's going to be imperfect, obviously, because you're not going to remember everything. But then trying to use that to start off this new year with a game plan for success so that you can try to achieve the different things that you want to achieve. Well, for sure. And I know a lot of families who will have a jar set up for the whole year. And each week, they'll add, you know, something good that happened that week or something significant, good or bad. Or as things happen, they add to it. It's not necessarily every week we're going to sit down and do this. But when things happen, they add it to the jar. And then at the end of the year, part of their preparing for the new year is they sit down and they read through all the things that they've written. And I think you're right. It really is amazing all the things that can happen in a year. And so it is so easy to forget. A lot of times in our anniversary card, Tim and I will kind of bullet point to each other the things that have happened this year. And sometimes he'll write things that I totally forgot about. And sometimes I'll remember things and write things down. But if you're intentional and you do set this up ahead of time and you do this on a weekly basis or a monthly basis, like Tim's saying, it'll make it so much easier. One of the cool things that I used to do with clients is I would have them every time they came into session, before we started, I would give them a pad of paper and just have at the top, this week I, or sometimes I would write this week I learned, and they would just bullet journal for five minutes. And it could be, you know, very significant things. This week I learned how much my childhood has really affected me and I've seen it come out in this way in my parenting. Or it could be, this week I tried this new pie and I loved it. Or this week I sat outside watching a thunderstorm. And it was really cool to watch over the course of a year, looking back and seeing all the things that they've done. 
or all the different ways that they've grown. And I actually did this in college. One of my residential directors in my dorm had us do this for the leaders meeting every week. And at the end of the year, she gave it back to us. And it was so cool to be able to look back. And I totally forgot, you know, a lot of different things. And I could see different themes or when I was in a really good place or when I was really struggling for a little bit. So even doing something like that where you just sit down on a Sunday night and you just bullet journal for that week. This week I or this week I learned. And it's a really good practice to do. Some other tools that you could use for this is to go through your phone and use your pictures to remember what you did. And a lot of times I'll do this with my kids when we have a monthly meeting and we try to write down all the things we were grateful for that month or the things we did and experienced that month. I'll just quickly get into my phone and look at that month and scroll through it real fast and we'll say, oh yeah, we went to the pumpkin patch or we went to this play or this person came out and visited. And even in that month period, you know, I'll name something off or I'll show them the picture and they'll be like, oh, yeah, I forgot we did that. And so even though there are awesome things to do, it's easy to forget, which really speaks to being able to sit down and do this can help you to show gratitude and be thankful for the things that we've done that are often so easily forgotten. I think another thing that helps with reflection is trying to take a collaborative effort and so I know for Ruth and I, when we talk through it, we get more information or we recall more things. Or when we integrate the kids into it and then we're talking and they're like, oh, remember this or, oh, remember that. And so then they bring in more information that kind of helps us to recall what's going on. But also we get different perspectives. So when we were talking about earlier that we have the opportunity to try to solve problems or to identify things that were working well, the more people you have integrated into that process, the more perspective that you can get and the more information that you can get from those different perspectives. And so as you're reflecting on your year, we want you to make sure that you're writing them down because I think there's a lot more that's going to come up for you than you think initially. So even if you think, I'm just going to sit down and reflect, that's good. But what would be even better is to sit down and write it out. And then maybe... You have that for next year to be able to look back on and see how much you've grown since then or how much things are the same and you want them to change. So a good place you can even put it in is if you have a paper planner, you could just maybe turn to one of the note pages and write everything there. And every year you'll know like that's where I'm going to put it. And maybe at the beginning of your planner, you have your intentions and goals for the year. So the next thing is identifying what those lessons are that you've learned through the last year. One that I've definitely learned this year from a homeschooling perspective is that for me, my schedule is really important to me. And what happened this year was I'd written out a schedule of what lessons I was going to be doing with the kids each day for that entire year. Now, the thing that made it dramatically different for me this year compared to last year was I started doing homeschool with the kids a month before my schedule started. And Having that extra buffer of being a month ahead has really made it feel a lot better like if something comes up and I miss a lesson or it actually feels motivational for me and to the kids to try to keep even further ahead or to try to push further ahead. The kids will ask me on a regular basis, oh, how far ahead are we right now or how are we doing? And this is in stark contrast to how it was the previous year because the previous year I had started the schedule at the exact time we had started. And if something came up or we missed something, we are then automatically behind. 
and that made me feel unmotivated. It made it more difficult for me to want to do it. Now, for some people, they may have that buffer and they may think, oh, well, I got extra time, so I'm not going to do lessons today, and they may put it off. And so a part of this is learning yourself. And so through this experience, I learned about myself and also from my kids that being ahead of the schedule, and even though I wrote the schedule and I started it a month early, it gave us a psychological benefit. It felt good to be ahead, even though when we started was arbitrary and up to us, because I wrote it in the schedule and we started that month earlier, it made a dramatic difference. Right. And that's a great example of being able to reflect and seeing, man, this thing is really working for us. So I know that next year, Tim will probably do the same thing or tweak it to be even a little better. But that even came probably from reflecting on the year before that and sitting down and being like, man, that didn't work. We were frantic at times or getting frustrated. And that's not the environment or the type of homeschooling that we want to provide for our kids. Our relationship with our kids are so important. Yes, we want them to have that education and get the book work done, do whatever else that we have planned. But ultimately, that relationship is so important. And being able to look back on the year before and seeing how stressful that was or how it wasn't working in certain areas. And then for you, you saw that and you made a decision to change it and you figured out this great plan that has been really working beautifully. And if I'm being totally honest, I didn't necessarily make a plan to start a month earlier. I remember I had the schedule set up. And then at one point, I think we were all just downstairs in the basement where we do homeschool. And then I just grabbed the books and started doing it. It wasn't necessarily like a full planned out, this is what I want to do. But I was just like, well, why not start now? Like, why wait another month? Like, we got all our stuff. It's all ready. It's all together. We may as well start. And so I didn't have a grand strategy or even the understanding that, Starting the lessons a month before would make me feel better, but I just noticed that after I did that, it felt really good. And so then now this next year that's going to be coming up, I'm definitely planning on starting that way where I'll start the schedule on the same date, but then the actual time I start doing the homeschooling with the kids is going to be a month before that. So that was a great example of a success, but also analyzing those failures, things that didn't go the way that you wanted to, sitting down and thinking, why didn't I accomplish that? what was happening. And if your thought is, man, I just need to force myself to do it more, that's not a great strategy. It requires a lot of willpower and the probability that you're just going to be able to force yourself to do it this year, if you haven't been able to force yourself to do it the previous year, is not great. And so coming up with a different idea, maybe I set too lofty goals, maybe I need to make my goals smaller so that maybe I can achieve those things. Or maybe I set goals for something and maybe I'm really not actually interested in that. And so even though I kind of like the idea, when I actually get in and start doing it, I really don't like that. I'm not interested in it. Maybe I need to reassess if that's really the direction I want to go and then find out maybe if there's not a different direction, something that I'm more interested in that might grab my attention more and then I might be able to then successfully achieve that. And so looking at those failures is also just as important because trying to figure out why did I fail? It might not be you failed because you're not good enough in it. And maybe you failed because that's not the right avenue for you to be going down. And sitting down and giving a real earnest and honest reflection on what happened and why it didn't go well, and either trying to come up with a new solution to help you achieve it this year, or figuring out, is there a different direction I actually should be going altogether? So we want to encourage you to set aside time to do this year in review for yourself and as a couple 
and as a family. And we would love to hear what some of your reflections are. What are things that you learned, things that you're proud of, things you've achieved, things that you don't want to go through again? If you would come over to the Facebook group and share that, we would love to hear about it. And if you haven't already done this year in review, in the next episode, we're going to just go through a bunch of questions and a bunch of prompts that you can use to reflect on the past year. And so you may even want to wait for that episode and sit down with a blank piece of paper or your computer. And as we're asking these questions, just pause the episode and write them down yourself. That might be an easy way for you to do this year in review. But however you do it, we hope that this can be such a powerful tradition to start for yourself and for your family. So we hope you have a great day. And remember, your mind is a powerful thing. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Mr. and Mrs. Therapy. We hope that you enjoyed today's episode and found it helpful. If so, would you take 30 seconds and share it with a friend? Also, we'd love for you to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It lights us up to know that this podcast is helping you. If you have any questions or a topic you'd like discussed in future episodes, visit our Facebook group. Just click the link in the description below. Although we are mental health providers, this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to provide diagnosis or treatment. If you are struggling with persistent mental health issues, chronic marital issues, or feeling hopeless or suicidal, you are not alone. Help is available. Please seek professional help or call the National Suicide Hotline at 988. Thank you again for joining us on Mr. and Mrs. Therapy. Remember, there's always hope and there's always help.